By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071 and KSLQ 104.5 and... AM 1350 KRAP. Yes, this is the Trimocast for BS in the Morning. If you want to you stream us, you can go to bsinthemorning.show. Or, of course, you can listen to KSLQ 104.5, Westplex 1071, and AM 1350 KRAP. I just don't want to push the wrong button because you never let me play with the buttons. Here we go. I just don't want to push the wrong button. I heard it. I just don't want to push the wrong button because you ever let me play with the buttons. Well, you don't. I'm a woman and I have boobs. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a woman and I have boobs. What's the first part? I'm a woman and I have boobs. You say I'm a woman and I have boobs. <laughs> Thank you for capturing that, Brad. <laughs> you said it. It was from Friday. <laughs> I know what it was from. <laughs> let me play it one more time to make sure you hear it okay. I'm a woman and I have boobs. <laughs> yeah, I can't understand the first part. I I'm mean, a- I can now that you said what it was, but... I'm a woman and I have boobs. Yeah, I, I get that. So I think you need to take that one out because <laughs> it's really not clear. <laughs> what do you mean it's not clear? <laughs> It's it's super clear. It's you know what? It's not only it's super clear, but you know what else it is? What? <laughs> oh, I I can't find it. Where is it? Where oh. is it? Where is it? Uh, I gotta read. Re- it's not only is it super clear. It's super <laughs> Oh, that's a long time ago, <laughs> in a much simpler time. Yes. And and you know what? The first time I heard you say that, I thought to myself, I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. <laughs> Good old Larry. You heard me say what? <laughs> what? No, never mind. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. What 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 is it? What day is it? Today is Monday. Monday. And you know what? You know what I didn't realize until last night when I was listening it's to it. It's Columbus an, Day. Yes. It's a holiday. Well, I'm thinking to myself, now hold on a minute. Remember, but we you know what's interesting? There are so how can we have a holiday for a statue that we took down? Well, that's sort of my point. And not only that, there are some states that, that have not that have chosen not to recognize this as a holiday. So I, I'm thinking to myself, does, he, does that mean That'll those, show them. Does that mean those, yeah, right, that'll show them. <laughs> does that mean that those state employees have to go? See, and in some states, they've renamed the holiday. You know, it's not, it's not Columbus Day anymore. I, you know, can, can, I, can I give you something which I, I heard the other day? Let's see if I can find this. I heard this guy, you know, sometimes people can put things into very few words and make oh so much sense. And let me see if I can find this really quick. And that works for you. No, no, no. I mean, I, I love people that can say something. Let me see if I can find it. Da, 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 da. Oh, got... like me? No, not like you. Uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm okay. kind of verbose, aren't I? I find it. Here it is. They erase the past in the present so they can control the future. Let me read it one more time. 
and think about this, they erase the past in the present so they can control the future. So the idea being, and what's interesting about this is that if you go look at these countries for years, we have not liked, for example, Russia and China and all these countries that had a history, but the current government, when they came into power, erased the history. You can no longer talk about this particular Russian because we didn't like what he did. And we can, you can no longer talk about this Chinese person because we didn't like what they did. And we can't talk about this Yugoslavian president because we didn't like what he did. And, it, and what if we do talk about it? What's going to happen? Well, but see, and then what's sort of interesting is, I, you know, God, we go, here we go at this time of the morning. Okay, I don't, know go, about, Brad. Well, I don't know about you, but when you hear another country and you hear that someone has been sent to a re-education camp, China has this, where if you decide that you don't like the Chinese government for whatever reason, they send you to a re-education camp. Okay, now. They do? Oh. Nowadays, even? Oh, gosh, yes. It's been for years. You send you, they send you to a prison. And, matter of fact, go go read the... Interesting. I would have not known that that was going on in, in today's age. I never, I've never saw, seen the movie, but if you, if you know the book that it was about, and then the movie came out, The Manchurian Candidate... Century. That was with um, Denzel Washington. Did they redo it? No, this was like an old movie. Maybe. Oh, the- no, they redid it, and it was with Denzel Washington. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, in, in the original, let me look at this up. I'm, I, I don't wanna sp- I'm not an expert on this, so I don't want to speak. Uh, Manchurian. This ever stopped you before. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Boom. Whoa. Okay, hold on a minute. Uh, Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was I'm a- surprised you caught that because normally you don't pay attention to anything I say. Yeah, he changed it. Uh, years after his squad was ambushed during the Gulf War, man, uh, Major Ben Marco and Denzel Washington finds himself having terrible nightmares. He begins to doubt his fellow squad mate, Sergeant Raymond Shaw. Leave Schreiber, now Vice President Kanchit, is the hero he remembers being, being blah, 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 blah. Uh, the original thing, the original Manchurian Candidate was... Um, first published in 1959, and the movie came out. Uh, Where's the movie came out? Anyway, plot summary is Major Ben Marco, same thing, Sergeant Raymond Shaw, and the rest of their infantry platoon are captured by the Soviet elite commando unit during the Korean War 1952. They're taken to Manchuria and brainwashed into believing Shaw saved their lives in combat, for which Shaw is subsequently awarded the Medal of Honor. Years after the war, Marco, now back in the United States, working as an intelligence officer, begins suffering a recurring nightmare in which the seated platoon members are surrounded by a group of sweet old little ladies who've been part of their brainwashing. One of the ladies tells Sergeant Shaw to murder two of his platoon comrades. The backdrop with the old ladies changes back and forth between them and the Chinese-Soviet intelligence officials. When Marco learns that another of the platoon soldiers has been suffering the exact same nightmare, he starts looking at why this is happening. Okay, so... We have the re-education camps, but now in the United States, with companies, you have to go to training. You have to go to training where they train you. And now in our school system, you know, that's what this whole critical race theory is about, about the fact that they're teaching our kids that white people are always oppressors. You know, I mean, and, and remember, we, we talked... Is to, that what we're doing? That's what part of critical race theory is about, is that white people are always oppressors and that everything that's gone wrong in this country is because white people oppress minorities. It's just weird, bizarre stuff. Now, ha- having said <laughs> that... sad. Well, ha- sad. having said that, once again, let me go back to my quote. Let me go back to my quote. You know, they erase the past in the present so they can control the future. But in this case... <laughs> 
they're changing the past to essentially say, hey, you know, if you're not a per- person of color, you're an oppressor. And I'm going, like, okay. I mean, I, I, I've never oppressed anyone in my life. If anything, I'm always, and you know me well enough, I'm the fan. No, no, you kind of oppress me. <laughs> I'm a fan of the underdog, okay? You are. <laughs> I that am is a true. fan of the underdog. If there's someone that's down on their luck, someone that's being kicked around, some that's, someone that's being discriminated against, I'm the guy that's for them. I'm not yes. for the quote unquote the man. I'm for the guy who is like, you know, the quote unquote oppressed by the man. I'm the guy that's for the oppressed dude. I'm not the oppressor. You know, if anything, I'm the one that, that you know, in the past have done this, gone to the aid of people that have been oppressed. I don't get the whole thing. But anyway, what are we going to talk about? You know, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about we're going to talk about very something important. And you know what that is? What? I'm a woman and I have boobs. <laughs> Okay, 622. It's not time yet. <laughs> okay. So how was your weekend? Oh, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Okay, but let's go. I want to talk about my weekend. Well, let's let's talk about that later. Let's talk about the fact oh. that today is a holiday. And yes. Which, and you're, you're, you're quote, you're, you said it succinctly. It's just like, okay, so what did you say again about if it's Columbus Day, but we took down a statue, so we didn't care about him anymore, right? Yeah, so why are we having a holiday? Okay, so I say all those people in the city of St. Louis who took down his holiday, they should have to work a double shift today. You know, I agree. <laughs> they should have to work not eight hours, but 16 hours. You legislators and all you people that you know took, took down that statue, work twice as hard today. But yet, all they do is they, they called it, remember we talked about this before, they, it's now what... Um, um, you know, the new the new term that some of the cities and some of the states are using, uh, Columbus. Let me look, look this up. It's called um, are you what there? is called what? It's, what are you looking for? I'm looking for Columbus Day new name. Let me look this up because here we go. Uh, Italian American Why the Oppressor Day. No, Italian American Heritage and Culture Day. In, here it is. Italian American Heritage and Culture Day. Here's the thing: Indigenous Peoples Day. Indigenous. That's what it is. Right. That is what it is because it's on my phone. Yeah, indi- yeah, yeah. The smartest one in the world just sent that to me too. Indigenous People Day. Okay, like I scratch my head on that one. I'll go like, okay, but and see the other interesting part of this is there's all sorts of history that's come out that essentially is now that Columbus didn't really discover America. You know what I mean? It was like it's like okay, I don't quite understand it. And remember, remember the crazy thing about it is is that they say it was all marketing. It's well, all about marketing, really. Well, but this whole thing with the 1619 project, where they essentially say United States didn't start in 1776; it started 1619 when the slaves came. Well, but but even that to the point where it's like okay, so so what about all these like what about Columbus in late 1400s, 1492, and what about all these? Other Spanish, you know, he was Italian, and he and the Queen of Spain. We all learned that in school. The Queen of Spain gave him money for the Nino, the Pinto, and the Santa Maria. Uh, and yet, uh, in the 1500s, we have all these other explorers. You know, we have uh, the the uh, the Spanish explorers and things like that, and they were all tromping around the United States. So why is it that it's the history doesn't start according to the 1619 project until the slaves show up? And I'm going like, I don't quite understand that. And and you know, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, and and to the point where can, can I can I I have a solution, and 
Re- remind what would me, that be? I have a solution. I went to eat last night. Okay, I went to a drive-through that closed at, and I won't say the name of the place, but I will say they have this sandwich called the Whopper. So I won't say the name of the restaurant. So they closed at like eight thirty. I'm going like eight thirty. What happened? Speaking of marketing, do you know that they actually have? Well, they have two things. They when they recruit people to come work for them. They part of their marketing uh, strategy is: Are you worthy to wear the crown? And then they've upgraded it and said um, it's better to work for a, a king, no, a crown than a clown. Well, the clown, the clown's gone. They don't have Ronald McDonald's gone. You know, he's been he's been some. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> and, and Ronald McDonald. He's, what did they do that for? He's gone. Remember? Remember? Uh, yes, in, I know he's in, gone. In Washington, they not only did they, they they got rid of him, they sold his van. Remember I told you the story? Yeah, they did. The Ronald they McDonald did, van that, was, was for sale. It was sitting at a McDonald's down in Washmo. The Ronald McDonald van for sale. They got not only did they get rid of Ronald, they sold his van. How how sad is that? That would be like that'd be like if I was going like I'm going like hey Shelly we're going to make you the queen of of Westplex 1071 and then all of a sudden one day we go somebody says somebody says you shouldn't have a queen there should you, that should be a a non-binary person and you shouldn't call her queen okay you're right we shouldn't do that so Shelly you're not the queen anymore and give him give me back your car we gave you because we're going to sell it. <laughs> Talking about insult yeah. to injury. Try, try to pry it from my cold, <laughs> dead fingers. Not only do they get rid of Ronald, they get rid of his van. Oh, my God. Remember, it was for sale down the parking lot. Remember I sent you that picture? Yes, yes. It's for I sale in the, in the Washington McDonald's sitting down there. Yep. And even to the point where our, our favorite general manager, who now retired, Gus Beff, had told me the whole story on that because they because they originally sold it new at Chris Offenberg. I think they, Chris Offenberg sold it. Uh, what, the, the, the Ronald McDonald van? Yeah, I think they sold that new, and then I think it sat in the parking lot with a for sale sign on it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't know if I have Gus's phone number anymore. I could call him and ask him. But uh, if it's if I'm not forsaken, they sat in the parking lot in McDonald's for sale, and nobody bought it, and finally I think they, they put it on the lot at Chris Offenberg, and somebody bought it. So I think that was, can you imagine? I mean, God, if I would have had the money, I would love to buy that. Hey. I'm driving around the in the clown van. I'm driving around the Ronald McDonald van. You know, I can actually see you doing that. <laughs> it's 6:27. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and KSOQ. I like that song, Sean Mendez. You know what's interesting about that? What? He does things like Janet Jackson does, and I didn't realize that till this weekend. He has mail, he has, uh, um, Go ahead, get it out. Costume malfunctions? <laughs> no. <laughs> but what's interesting, I've listened to this mini documentary on Janet Jackson, and they interviewed. Um, the two producers, one guy, one guy's name was I think Jimmy Jams. I can't remember the other guy's name. That produced her album, the Control album, which made her like a superstar. I think like I don't know how many cuts in the album, but like eight of them went to like top ten, and four of them yes. went to like number one. Okay, and one they talked about how she had a very unique singing style, where she breathed on beat. 
Okay. And what's interesting was they said that when they were recording her, they were going like, what's she doing? And like, if you listen and when what's, you know, you never realize something until somebody points it out to you, something subtle. And like, she would like, before she would sing a line, she would take a breath and you, and she'd do it on purpose. I mean, like, well, I don't know if she knew she was doing it on purpose and, but it was always on beat. And they talked about how the fact that she had this amazing, and then she would do that after a line. She would go, ha, ha, and it was always on beat. And and at first they're talking about, should we cut that out? You know, should we cut those breaths out? But then they realized they were like on beat, and they go, okay, we'll keep them in. Now, having was that like her audio signature? Yes, that's what they're saying. They're saying, you know, once again. I'm in awe of people who have that kind of talent. You know, I mean, make fun of Mac- Michael Jackson. He was a weirdo, you know, which he was, but yet an extremely talented guy. You know, I Truly. mean, and, and once again, the whole Jackson family, all of them have, you know, they have more talent in that little, in their, you know, each of them have more talent in their fingernail than I have in my entire body. Okay. Just incredibly talented family. And, but yet, and then of course, you know, it's 2021. We had to bring race into the thing, and they talk about how how the situation with the the wardrobe malfunction killed her career, but it elevated Justin Timberlake's career, and how terrible that was that a black woman has her her, her career killed because of the the quote unquote wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl, and yet it brought Justin Timberlake to a new level of stardom. I'm going like I don't think that's the case because if I'm not mistaken, I, I I don't either. Well, if I'm not mistaken, everybody was mad at both of them, weren't they? Wasn't that the the deal? Everybody yeah. they were like co-conspirators, you know, like that Janet Jackson, that Justin Timberlake. Can you believe that? Because obviously it was something that they both cooked up. Because how would he know to pull that little piece off if if they hadn't, you know, you know, you know what I mean? If like if I went up to you and like pulled on part of your clothes and exposed your boob. Right? Wouldn't wouldn't that be something that like you and I had planned? You know, I mean, You'd like be throat punched before it ever well, got to exposure. You know, you don't have a piece of your clothing you just rip off. And like, okay, I rip off part of your shirt and your belly button exposed. No, you don't. You know, you, you know, nobody wears clothes like that. It was all premeditated, right? So, and and I'm going like, okay, here we go again. And to the point where I remember hearing people talk about, oh, Justin Timberlake just killed his just killed his his career. That's terrible. Look what he did. He conspired with Janet Jackson to do this terrible thing on national TV, on the most watched TV program, the Super Bowl, the halftime show. Oh, that terrible Justin Timberlake. I'm going like, okay, here we go, re-education camp. Okay, they're going like, and this guy says yes, and it made Justin Timberlake. And to a huge star, and it just killed Janet Jackson's career. I go, no, I don't think that was the case. Cause I don't think so either. Justin Timberlake, because her career was never really killed. Well, that's what I sort of thought. But but once again, I, I mean, she's still making. She's still just as beloved as she always has been. But we're also talking about artists that are not of the same age. And if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. when Justin Timberlake, let me look at this. Let me see when he was born. Justin. Yeah, she's in her mid fifties, I think. I think she's older than that. Let me look at Timber. I don't think she's made sixty yet. I think she's pretty close, and he's. I think she's my age. Okay, Justin Timberlake is. uh, He is forty. Okay, so really, yeah, he's forty, and Janet Jackson is. So essentially, I say that he was he was on the upside of his career. Uh, Janet Jackson, 
Uh, let me see if it's going to take me to Wikipedia. She was 55. She is 55. Yeah, she's So 50. I'm older than she is. So she's 15 years her, his senior. Okay, so yes. in other words, the idea being that she'd already been a huge star. and she he has. And he was a star because of being with, I always get this confused. Was he with NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Was he NSYNC? I think he was NSYNC. Anyway, I don't you know. Justin to, Timberlake? Yeah, to me, they're the same. I mean, it's the same dude that produced it. They sounded the same. I always get those confused. I think he was an NSYNC dude, okay? So he was relatively, and when was it? What Super Bowl was it? Do you remember what Super Bowl that was? I do not. Uh, uh, wardrobe. Let me just put in wardrobe. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? And somebody bought that domain name back then and probably has wardrobe million. malfunction. Yes. <laughs> How come you weren't on top of that, Rose? <laughs> wardrobe mal- malfunction. <laughs> I try to buy those. If I ever tell you the story, I have a friend of mine. I don't know if he's a friend anymore. Not. Wardrobe. 2009. 2009. Okay, so that was, it was a 2009? Okay, so 2009, count backwards, he would have been, if he's 40 now, 2009, that's 12 years, he would have been... 2004, sorry. Okay, 2004, he would have been, he would have been what, 23, 20, 20, 20, because if he's 40 now, 2004, he would have been 20, 24, is that right, 26? No. How old would he have been? Well, he would have been young, and she would have been in, she would have been pushing 40, Right, because she's 15, 15 years older than he is, so he would have been yes. in, in his twenties, and she would have been she would have been like thirty nine or forty or something like that. And that's what the smartest woman in the world says. The what? That she's she was thirty nine. No, that it happened in two thousand four, and she's fifty five. Okay, so once again, she would have been I'm pretty sure thirty nine. Okay, let's just call it. She would have been thirty nine, and he was been twenty five. If we do the 15-year difference, or 24, okay? So mm-hmm. I still say that I don't think that helped his career. I really don't. I mean, you know, and, and not only that, it's to the point he where— He was going to elevate regardless. Well, maybe, maybe not. As was she. Well, but she'd already had—see, he didn't—he had, in 2004, he didn't have—because NSYNC broke up in—see, isn't it terrible that I know these things? I think NSYNC broke up in 2001, so— so he, how did you know that? How, how I, could you remember that? Because one of my favorite all-time songs, and this is the interesting, the interesting thing, we play the actual version of this called song called "Girlfriend." Okay, "Girlfriend" was recorded that as their last song. And uh, sings. Okay, it shows here. Wikipedia says it says active from it says they're still active, which they are, but not with the original dudes. Uh, they started in 1995, launched in Germany by BMG Ariola Munich. NSYNC consisted of Kirkpatrick, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Ch- Chazes, Joey Fat. <laughs> There's another guy. <laughs> if, if, I, if that was my name, I would change the spelling. Joey Fatone, but everybody call him Joey Fat One. It's F-A-T-O-N-E. And Lance oh, Bass. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember, they because then when he got heavy, everybody, oh, see, I told you, it's Joey Fat One. Their self-debuted album was successfully released to Europe countries in 1997, later debuted in the U.S. market single, I Want You Back. And their last song together was Girlfriend, and if I'm not mistaken, that was in 2001. Let me look at the discography. Uh, NSYNC, 1997. Um, tours, awards, nominations. Anyway, I'm pretty sure 2001 was, was their last song together. And that's the song, which is interesting because 
they redid the studio version. They completely redid the studio version, which we play, which is an excellent song, and they remixed it with Nelly. Do you remember this? I do. And and that was the one that that got to be a a, a chart music. And remember, they were they were their former manager, Lou Pearlman. Um, remember that was the weird thing. He's you know he was in jail. They threw him in jail because he was conning people. Um, he was having people marketing. Bah, 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 bah. I'm trying to look at the history. 1995, 1997. Uh, I think their last song together, I'm pretty sure it was 2001. Yeah, No Strings Attached and Groundbreaking Success with their legal woes behind them. sync Refocused, worked on tracks, blah, 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 blah. Uh, 2001, 2000, Celebrity Highest, No Strings Attached. Um, the group's third album, Celebrity, released on July 24, 2001, produced the, uh, the singles Pop, Gone, and Girlfriend which peaked at number five. The album featured more creative involvement from the group who wrote and produced several of their songs. And they sold, wow, 1,879,000 copies in its first week. Wow. A million eight in its first week, making Props. the second fastest selling album in SoundScan history at the time, only behind the group's previous album, No Strings Attached. So, yeah, I was I was correct. Yeah. Joey Fat, Fatone, and Lance Bass have offered a different perspective on NSYNC disbanding, indicating that a lack of transparency left them prepared for the prospect of a breakup. Blah, blah, blah. So 2001. So, see, he went off on his own. So three years later, he's at the Super Bowl, and he's ripping the the, the, the pieces of the costume of Janet Jackson off. Yeah, I'm sure that's just what he was doing. God, you know what? You and I, lead, lead, we lead so so boring, unimportant lives. You know, think about that. We never ripped off pieces of a costume at Super Bowl. I mean, you know, you know I can tell my grandkids someday, yeah, well... I, I didn't do anything in my life. And Janet Jackson and, and Justin Timberlake can say, yeah, well, back in 2004, I was in the Super Bowl, and I ripped part of Janet Jackson's costume. And the kids would say, yeah, but did she repel down buildings? <laughs> That's no big deal. Did she save people's lives? I well, I've only saved one person's life, but and I'll never claim that. I was just in the right place at the right time. 647. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap and KSLQ. You know, that song has been on the top 40, at least the media-based top 40, which is iHeart's top 40 uh, countdown show with the Ryan Seacrest for like 49 weeks now. Wow. Yeah, it's not, obviously it's not number one, uh, but of course, you know, but you know what? I have to be honest with you. I used to, one of my Sunday morning traditions was listening to, uh, back in the day, Casey Kasem, and then it was uh, Shadow Stevens, and now it's Ryan Seacrest. And by the way, Ryan Seacrest, just stop. Shadow Stevens, I remember that. Just stop doing the show. You're just mailing it in. You know, it's it's just... It's just gotten bad. He's just going through the motions. He is. He's just going through the motions. It's like, yeah. hey, here's number thirty nine. You know, hey, that was number number one last week. Number this week, it's number two. Hey, this is Ryan Seacrest, and I recorded all these tracks fourteen years ago, and they just keep recycling. Hey, that's number thirty two. You know. Anyway, what was I going to say? I'm not listening that much anymore because I have a new Sunday morning tradition: the Jesus Christ Show. <laughs> I listen every morning between 9 and noon. Oh, my God, I learned so much. I learned another new Bible passage yesterday. You don't like the Jesus Christ show? I don't. You think it's blasphemy? I do. You, have you ever listened? At least listen. No, give it, I don't care to listen. Give it a listen. Why would I listen to something that I 
clearly think is wrong. How do you know it's wrong until you listen to it? See, that's one of my my complaints is people are making decisions for you saying, we don't think it's right that you do this. Well, have you ever done that? No, and I never will. Why don't you try it one time to maybe you might like it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that. But Brad, I'm glad that you're actually um, getting some type of belief system going in, in a time that's topsy-turvy. I'm glad that you have that. I'm glad he's reaching out to you like that. And you don't think I have a belief system already? Oh, no, you have a belief system, but this is different. Why is this different? I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to get in this conversation with you. I'm not messing around with the middleman. I'm, I'm listening to the man himself. I'm listening to Jesus Christ. You're not listening to the man himself. That's the man. It's, the, it's called the Jesus Christ show. And he says, I'm your holy host. Yeah. That's what okay, whatever. I mean, <laughs> What's his name? Steve Smith? <laughs> actually, he's, believe it or not, the guy who's actually, Jesus Christ, is actually like a Latin dude. He's a Mexican dude. Is his name Jesus? No, no, no. His name is not Jesus. That's a good line, Shelley. I'd like that. <laughs> Man, you're on top of it this morning. I tell you, you, you've been you've been writing stuff all weekend long. Was that a line you worked on over the weekend? <laughs> Hello? I actually went to a a, a, a um, trivia night. We're going to talk about that next hour. You didn't go. You were the star. We're going to talk about that next hour. Okay. I was not the star. You were the don't star. Don't even go there. You were the star. Okay. Now, baby, watch your daughter. She's eight plus months in now. She is ready to pop any day. She's like, and we got some good news. And with that Chris is, Chris isn't being deployed until November first. Really? So they're going to let yes. him. St- if you know the story, uh, Tiffany's. Uh, Tiffany is Shelly's daughter. Her husband is Chris. He was in the Air Force, active duty. Now he's in the Air Force Reserve. And he was being called up to go, not just to go like across the state or across the country, across the world, halfway across yes. the world. He was going to be, I can't say where, uh, but, no. he, but but he was going to be uh, activated. And supposedly it was today, wasn't it the day he was supposed to leave? Yes, he was supposed to take off today, but... They've changed it. So they asked they asked his CO or however that works in the Air Force Reserve if he could stay, and finally they changed their. At first they said no. They said tough luck. You're leaving October 11th, Columbus Day. Get prepared to sail away. Get it? Yes. Joke. Sail away. Anyway, um, so <laughs> so he he got special permission to stay. So now, what if she doesn't give birth to like November second? Oh no, she her due date is the thirty first, and that's where she's going. I'm actually hoping that she um, goes early. Well, because she's miserable my, and she's pretty sick. My first son, he was three, what two and a half, three weeks past nine months. Yeah, Tiffany was two weeks. She was two weeks past nine months. Yes, really. So yeah, for me. So when why? I had her, how yes. are you so sure that this won't happen with her? Because I, I don't think they're going to let that happen. Because, She's pretty sick. Because you grabbed her by the shoulders and shook her and said, you're going to get this baby by the end of the month or else. Right? No. <laughs> Not quite that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. we got to take a break at 6.58. And next hour, we'll hear about Shelly starring Saturday night, right? I Stop it. The big star. The lights came on and Shelly walked on the stage. and went, Oh, my God. It's Shelly Barr. 6.58. 
By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. You better. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap and KSLQ 104.5, all part of the Trimal Cast. Good morning, Shelly. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful, Brad. How are you? I'm doing fine. I have to take care of a little business first off, and then we'll talk about uh, a couple things that I want to mention about you. Um, and first off, I have to mention that yesterday I was lucky enough to see my youngest son and my three nieces. My three nieces, Christy, Carissa, and Nikki Nicole. And so what was the occasion? It was my pre-planning for my funeral. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> no. I am so glad that you had that moment with them. Oh, my, my, my nieces. First off, when my youngest son, Drew, gets around Nicole, it's like a comedy hour. I mean, they are so funny together. So funny. And my son, youngest son, is doing voices that I never knew he could do. He's doing impressions of people. I'm going like, this is my like son. Like who? If I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, what? He was doing his old woman voice, which was so funny. It's to the point where Did I it can, sound like an old woman. Oh my god! It was to the point where he, what, what he was saying was like it was like you imagine like you know like somebody who's like in their eighties or nineties would be somebody's talking. Somebody's grandma, right? Somebody would be talking and telling you things like he's talking. Okay, and then then him and and Nicole, you know, I mean, they sit together and they laugh, and then Carissa is just like always got a smile on her face. And then Christy, who is my my original niece, who, God, it makes me makes me feel old to find out how old she is. And she's a school teacher. And, and I asked her the school teacher question. You know what the school teacher question is? What is that? Hey, how Do long you till COVID you... COVID yet? No, no. Hey, how long till you retire? And words weren't even out of my mouth. And she says, 10 years. <laughs> she's already got it all figured out. That is out. so funny. I'm not kidding you. I said, hey, Christy, how long till you retire? 10 years. Just like that. Like, bang. I'm going like, not like you're looking forward to it or, or anything like that. She goes, yeah, 10 years. So she's been teaching school for 20 years. God, that makes me feel old. I used to, we used to take her, my wife and I, even before we were married, we used to take her like places. We'd take her to Six Flags and stuff like that. And God, we had so much fun with her. And Uncle Brad. Well, she's Aww. she's one of those people that has had an interesting beginning of life in that when she was born, they broke her leg during during delivery. And she had Was a, she breech? Yeah, I believe that was the case. And she had a broken leg and they had this, you know, I think they had to split it the whole bit. It was pretty bad. And then she went on to be a very successful gymnast and, you know, and just one of those people that just like could twist themselves into a pretzel. An overcomer. No, no. I mean, I mean, well, but, but yeah, she overcame that. I mean, but to the point where, where you'd never know that she like had, had like any kind of, um, uh, injury. What? Yes, exactly. Right, 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 right. That kind of thing. You know, because because people talk about, well, I've had a tough life because when I was born, dude, get past it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, things change. Things change. They really do. You know, for example, Tiffany, I said, Tiffany, did you sign up for Lamaze classes? Yeah. And she's like. I don't even know what that is, Mom. Well, we talked about that. She says it's not birthing yeah. class. Right, right. It's it's called 
they're called birthing classes. Birthing class. Uh, probably Lamaze is some is some some you know it's probably French and we don't like the French. It's people It's probably anymore. trademarked. Well, no, it's it's French and we don't like the French people anymore. And and probably Mr. Lamaze was some kind of a jerk or something like that. Yeah, it's probably uh, trademarked. Okay. Okay. Second thing. I have... Well, no, I want to talk more about your time. I'm so glad that you had that moment. I really, really am. You deserve to have funny, belly-laughing moments in your life, Brad. I do? Yes, you do. I don't remember what those are like anymore. I'm sorry? I said I don't remember what those are like. Okay, but i got to get past that because I've, I, I'll forget about this if I don't talk about it because I kept okay. telling you to remember. Talk okay, away. I, you know, once again, Brad, I have the solution to all the problems we have in the country, Okay. We have all these, excuse me. We have all these people streaming across the border. They say that they're they're saying that in October alone there could be three to four hundred thousand illegals come across the border. And I'm you're not supposed to say illegal anymore. Non non Americans, okay. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. Here's what we should be doing. When they come across the border, they should you know they should say, okay, you want to be an American citizen? Yes. Okay. There's three steps to an American being an American citizen. First step is you have to work at McDonald's for five years, and then we make them. Tiffany worked. That was our first job. No, no, no. But we, because remember, remember, there's a shortage of labor. Nobody can find anybody to drive a oh, truck. That's true. Do, that is you true. know, work at McDonald's, work at Burger King. You know, work at yes. you know, Schnucks is closing down early because they don't have enough people. You know, I went to QT. I went to the the you know to the Quickie Mart the other day, the little place where they make the food. There's a sign on a little electronic thing where you you know, order your food. It says due to a labor shortage, we're not able to open the kitchen. Okay, so all the people that come across, and the Afghan people, you say, okay, here's the deal. If you want to become an American citizen, step one is you work five years at a job we give you. And then you take them all to Hamburger U or wherever, you know, they have their training, and you train them to work at the various places, and they have to work there for five years. So that way the stores can open late. And then step two is you send them to college. And then, and you, because what do we have now? We have a shortage of nurses. We have a shortage of doctors. We send them to college, and they all become doctors and nurses. And then step three is they have to work as a doctor and a nurse after they graduate for ten years, and then they become American citizens. So we filled a problem. First phase, they're working at the fast food places. Second phase, they're going to college and getting their you know, RNs and their MPs and MDs. And third phase, they're taking care of us, and then they become an American citizen. I think that's fair. And then they have to pay us, and every year they have to pay $10,000 to the government. for. I do think that they need to uh, compensate, yes. So you don't like that? You don't like that idea? I do, but I I think that they need to compensate. I don't know if it's $10,000 a year, but they they need to compensate in some way. They compensate us. We don't compensate them, right? Correct. Right. Yes. And, And think about it. If they stopped at the border and they said, okay, you do realize when you cross this border, you have to work five years at fast food, and you have to go to school for far to get your either your your BSN, your RN, your MD, your NP, and then you have to work for another. So, in other words, the next twenty years of your life are already taken care of. Is that okay with you? Some will go, no, man, I'm going back to wherever I'm from, right? And we have no problem anymore. See, I got the whole solution. You know, you and, do. And once again, you know how I got that? You should run for office. You know, I'm thinking about that. I think I'm going to run for Senate. They think, I, you know, I, you know, I, I over the weekend actually looked at that, and you know what one of the requirements to run for Senate is? What's that? You have to give five thousand dollars in donations. I'm sorry. You have to get five thousand dollars in donations. You, you have, have to, to get five thousand dollars in donations. Yes, you have to have five. That's okay. Have, we could do that. You have to have people give you five thousand dollars for 
far campaign donations. Now, see, here's the interesting part of it, is that being on the air, this happened to Larry Elder when he was running, you know, supposedly for the governor of California. He, he was on, on nationally syndicated radio show, and they took him off the air. Because the problem is that once you're a political candidate, if you're on the air, any of the other people running against you can come on and say, okay, uh, okay, you know, you have to... Uh, you have to give us equal opportunities. In other words, if you're giving Larry Elder three hours a day to be on the air, you have to give these other people three hours a day. And I'm thinking to myself, that would be perfect because of the fact that I could have the whole radio station filled with people and I wouldn't have to pay them. True. All these people that are run for office, like Mark McCloskey, you know, you know, I, I do. Pinky, Pinky would be stripes. you. You and I, you and I would be on the air from like six to eight, and then we have Mark McCloskey from like eight to eleven. Hey, do uh, and then we'd have the guy from oh, the guy from Southwest Missouri who's running for Senate. He's really funny, Billy Long. You ever heard of him before? He's currently a U.S. rep. I haven't, but he's really funny. Would, that would be a talk show. They'd have to play music. No, he's like a John Kennedy kind of guy. He's sort of like a sort of a folksy guy. Wears a cowboy hat. You know, I'm Billy Long. I'm from Southwest Missouri. Yeah, we all talk like this down here. Yeah, yeah, it's not just an accent. It's the way of life. You got to talk like this if you're from Springfield or Branson. Yeah, if you're Branson. I think I'm going to go watch the Bald Knobbers. I don't know if I want to be for Senate. The Bald Knobbers. I'll miss the Bald Knobbers show. Oh. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so then I'd have, I'd have Billy Long on from 11 to 2. And let me think who else is running. Uh, I have to get a whole list. And see, that way I could have the whole radio station. And I'd have a better station than Tracy. Because I'd have all the, I've had, you know, she's got all these politicians. I'd have all these, I'd have Vicki Hartzler. She's from, Vicki Hartzler would do afternoon. She'd be on from two to two to five because she's running. She's from, um, she's from um, someplace west. I think she's from Sedalia. Mary she's, Hartman, Mary Hartman. No, Vicki Hartzler is the name. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's number two. Number three is Saturday night. Shelly. I, I, I was driving around. And, and and where were you? I, I, I know approximately where you were because I saw the searchlights. Where were you again? I was at the VFW Hall in New Melly. That's where it was. I'm driving around and I'm going like, man, what's going on down in New Melly? And, you know, there's like a light dome, you know, like the searchlights were in the air and I saw fireworks and all bit. So I drove down there. It was because Shelly was at the VFW Hall. Well, I don't know necessarily it was... That no, there was no searchlight. Just so you know, thank you for thinking that, Brad. Um, but it actually it was it was it was an honor and a pleasure to be there because I emceed their trivia night, and it was the first trivia night for this specific VFW hall. So it was actually it was the trivia was for the VFW people or for yes. somebody else. And they had um, a lot of people from New Melly there. It was it was truly a lovely thing. It was very well orchestrated and i mean it was it was it was really nice so you were the how did you get to be the mc they asked me wow and they and, asked me because they actually listened to the show and they still asked you yes <laughs> isn't that funny matter of fact i actually had this young gentleman come up to me and oh i i know what he said i know what he said he walked up to you and he said I just don't want to push the wrong button because you ever let me play with the buttons. That's not what he said? That's not what he said. He said, he said, I'm a woman and I have boobs. Isn't that not what he said? Nope. He that's not what he said either. Did he, did he said, your user agreement sucks. He didn't say that? Nope. <laughs> Keep on going, Hildebrand. He didn't say, he didn't, he didn't say, I want to wear 
vote where the Democrats will put somebody up there worth voting for. He didn't say that. Did he no. Say, did Anywho. He, did he say uh, Christy and Joe Horton, uh, ninth no, anniversary, and Hugh Janus turning ten? He actually came I, up I, and offered me a cupcake. No, no, I know what he and said. Then he, he said he came up to Shelly and he said, you to know. And then he said, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> and she said, "No." I don't know how to put this. But anyway, so he um he he said that he listens to the show, and it is um. One of his highlights of his day, he listens to it every morning when this, he goes to work. This poor guy. And he really likes it. He says that we're entertaining. Doink. No, really, you know what he said? He said, he said, Shelly, I listen to your show, and all I want you to know is... People are suffering. People are dying. No, that's not what he said. C- complete opposite, actually. Oh, he came up but to But it you. was really neat because it was at the VFW, and they had a table set out that was reserved for the 16 soul or excuse me 13 souls that were lost in Afghanistan. You know, I've seen that in several restaurants and I really yes. think that's a very nice tribute, you know? I really it, it do. It really is. They all had a beer and uh you know, just just 13 empty places and their names were on the plaque and it was it was really just lovely. We said the pledge of allegiance and people nobody took a knee. I mean, that was refreshing. It was just it was just a lovely evening. And I give props to the to the young lady and her team that put it all together. You know, my dad was maybe I'm biased because of this. My dad served in World War II active combat for three and a half years, almost four years. Then was in the reserves for thirty six years, retired after forty years of service, retired at sixty two. And um, you know, there are a lot of people walking around to this day, not many Vietnam, I mean, not many World War II vets anymore, but nope, not, there's not. not many Korean vets anymore, uh, but a fair number of Vietnam vets and all the other skirmishes we've been in since then who have, you know, fought for our country, and I guess it bothers me that they don't get more respect. You know, I really does. That they don't what? Get more respect. I agree with you. You know, I mean, I went to the... Um, I guess it's been four or five years ago. I went to a presentation by, and I I, I don't want to say his, I'll, I'll screw his name up. And he's not that old of a guy. Uh, he's probably mid-30s now. His, everybody knows him as Flo. And let me see if I can find his real name. Florent. Um, you know, one of your radio brethren was, well, I'm sure a lot of them were, but um, specifically was a paratrooper in Vietnam. You're talking about... Paul- Paul Arker? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he survived. <laughs> that poor guy. I mean, talking about a cat with nine lives, I feel sorry for him. He Remember, I told you this bizarre story. He was almost killed at the convention center there in St. Charles. Remember that weird story? Yeah, you told me that. They they were doing, he was working for Clue 103.3 at the time, and him and, and, and uh, somebody from the station, they were there with the station van. And the bizarre part of this is I saw this. I driving down 70, I go... What the hell happened there? What happened was they were, I believe they were doing a remote broadcast. It was on a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. And they were doing a remote broadcast at the convention center right there on the front side, not on the back side, but there's part of the convention center that's on the front side, on, you know, right there on Veterans Memorial Parkway, you know, right off just south of 70. And there was this van. It was, you could hardly even tell what it was, just charred. And the fire department was still, you know, shooting with water and smoke coming out of the van. And the, the van was completely torched. I'm going, well, what happened there? Next day I found out that that was Paul Arca, 
and his producer, they had done a remote broadcast there, and they were getting ready to leave, and they forgot, or I guess it was her responsibility, they forgot to pull the mask down. They had one of those telescopic masks that had the antenna on the top, and mm-hmm. they went out the entrance, and you know what's right across the entrance to the convention center? All these big, high-power electric lines. Yes, yes, there and, is. And the electric lines, and the van hit the the thing and instantly caught fire. And both of them could have been instantly killed. And he had he had some he did have some problems because because I think he had like that he had like some heart condition after that because I know he was he was off work for quite some time I I think the young lady she was like twenty three twenty four I think she had some minor burns and some abrasions and things like that when she jumped from the van and he also got sort of nicked up and had some issues where he got some of the shock that went through him. I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's a guy. It's sort of like it's sort of like Alan Barklage. Here's yeah. a guy who's yeah. here's a guy who survived three tours of duty in combat, been shot yes. down three times, been shot at. Then he survives the situation with the lady who tries to hijack his helicopter to get his get her boyfriend out of prison down there in Marion, Illinois. You know, he survives yeah. that. Could have been killed there. Could have been you know, helicopter could have crashed. He could have been shot by the prison guards. And what happens on a nice God, it's hard to believe that I missed the anniversary. I think it was last last month sometime, September. On a nice, beautiful September morning, he's going out to, of all places, Bomberito Mazda in St. Peter's right there on West Clay. And oh, yeah. he's going out to do a remote broadcast, and he's flying his little, his little mini Hughes 500. Engine cuts out, and he crashes right in front of the fire station over there in, in, in Sauge. And he lives for another week, and then he dies. It's like, And who's that? That was Alan Barklage. Oh, that was. I mean, the point being is here he 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 escaped death so many times, and then out of the clear blue, something happens. The same thing with Paul Arca. Paul Arca could yeah. have been killed that day. He could have been electrocuted. But he didn't, and he's still going. He's um he's a little under the weather now, but yeah. He um think nice I've, things I've for Paul. I've met him twice. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a very good human. Yeah. He really, really is. And when Tiffany was, the first time I met him was the, uh, Tiffany, this was before I met you, I think, or right when I first met you, I can't remember, but Tiffany had done the St. Louis Idol and she was up on the second round and, uh, he said some very wonderful things about her and her voice and her persona and the way she carries herself. And I've never forgotten that. I thought that was really, really sweet. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. Yeah, As opposed to me, I'm a bad guy. He's a good guy. You're not a bad man. <laughs> You're just drawn that way. <laughs> 724. I'm a bad dude. I'm corn pop. <laughs> You're what? You don't know that line. You don't know that line. I don't have that one. That was one of the, the Joe Biden lines. We was talking about this guy he grew up with who's he's, he's a bad dude. He's corn pop. There was the guy's some guy who's like a gang member that he grew up with. Corn pop. Oh, okay. If you're going, yeah, I, if you're going to be a gang member, understand that. Why would you name yourself Corn Pop? I mean, wouldn't you? you know, <laughs> why would you name yourself a lot of things? Well, I mean, if you're going to be like a bad dude, no, that'd be like that would be like I'm going to be a bad dude. I'm going to name myself Popsicle. You know, people go like, that's not a really good name if you want to be thought of as a bad dude. You know, because most people no. think of popsicles like ah oh, Corn Pop. 
you know, are, you know, like, you know, oh, popsicle. Oh, that's, that's good. I love popsicles. I remember as a kid, I used to love popsicles. You know, you want to be like, you know, like the rat man or like killer or like, or like Scarface. Or Bay. Or, or what? Bay. Bay? B-A-Y? No, B-A-E. What is that? Bay. But what is that? It's Bay. So if you watch it, it would be Baywatch? No, they spelled it wrong. This is Bay. I don't think that's the, that's a tough guy name. I think that would be like a tough girl name. I'm a tough. I'm a tough girl. I'm Bay. No. I'm Bay. Yeah. I don't know, Brad. It's seven twenty-five. That's what I know. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, you know, my stream of consciousness goes awry sometimes. It goes off track because of you, Shelly. You know that? Hello? Are you there? I guess not. Anyway, uh, I was talking about this earlier, and I couldn't remember his entire name. Florent Groberg. His first name is Florent, F-L-O-R-E-N-T, last name G-R-O-B-E-R-G. I heard him speak, I don't know, two, three years ago. Uh, Florent Groberg is one of the very few Americans who has uh, uh, who's gotten the congressional. And you know what's it's interesting about this is they don't call it, supposedly we call it the Congressional Medal of Honor, but that's not what it is. It's just the Medal of Honor. Um, and it's not Medal of Honor. It's not the Congressional Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor. You there, Shelley? I am. Okay. He was in Afghanistan, and what's interesting about it is, I believe he's the first ever Medal of Honor winner who was not born in the United States. He was actually a French citizen. He was born in France to an American father and Algerian mother. He became a naturalized United States citizen in 2001. He renounced his French citizenship prior to joining the United States Army in 2008. And he talked about this, that it took a long time for the United States government to acknowledge the fact that he had renounced his American citizenship because he tried to get into the Army and they kept saying, we have to make sure you're an American citizen. And he had all these letters and things like that. And finally, they let him into the Army. In 2012, he and, and once again, everybody always talks about, you know, the seals being the bad you know the badass dudes and the green yeah. beret he was a ranger okay rangers are right those up. yeah you don't mess around with them right you don't mess you don't want to walk into a bar fight and pick a fight with a ranger that's not no you do not or you don't want to you don't want to you know run somebody you don't want to run them off the road and then get out of your car and say hey buddy you because you know hey he's gonna say you do realize i'm an army, army ranger oh okay i'm sorry my my fault you know that's the smart person if you do that okay he was assigned a protective detail to a bunch of dignitaries. They were going, this is, once again, this is in Afghanistan. All the sad things that happened in Afghanistan, and we sort of leave there with our tail between our legs, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, he was assigned as a protection uh, squad, him and his squad. He was a captain, I believe, at the time. And they were escorting a bunch of United States and Afghani dignitaries to some kind of a meeting. There was some kind of a powwow with a bunch of the big Afghanistan leaders and things like that and they he was walking a group of these people somewhere and they came under attack by not one but two suicide bombers 
And he saw the one guy. Oh, dear. He saw the one guy and thought, oh, my God, that guy's got a suicide vest on. So what does he do? He attacks the guy. He runs at the guy and knocks him down. And as he knocks him down, the guy blows up his vest. And flew Flo, Florent Groberg, like 15 feet in the air. He was severely injured. There was another sergeant with him. Unfortunately, I think the sergeant was killed. And then another um, suicide vest guy from another angle started to attack. But when the first guy's vest went off, when he blew himself up, they think that it shocked the shock wave caused the second guy to blow himself up, but he wasn't close enough to any of the people. But the first guy killed several, like several, I think even like a a brigadier general and several Afghani officials and the whole bit. And Florent was like in terrible shape, almost dead. And I think he spent like two years in rehab at Walter Reed uh, Hospital because there's a picture of him actually in his hospital bed with his father and um, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, who went to visit him when he was in the hospital. And he's still in traction. This is like a year after he's been in the hospital. And you're thinking like, okay. And and once again, I saw him. He he was a guest speaker, an event. And God, the story he told was just amazing. And the interesting part of it was he talked about, like a good part of his presentation was he wanted so bad to be an American. And he wanted so bad to pay back this country for being so good to him and that's why exactly and that's why he joined the army and 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 once again the interesting thing the point he talked about was it was tougher to get into the army because they're going like and not only that is that because he's algerian he looks how do i say this and not get in trouble he looks like some of the afghanistan people he looks like he's one he could be a taliban dude you know what i mean Dark, because of his skin coloring, dark skin, yeah, black hair. You know, he, you know, once again, and I'm not trying to be, you know, weird about that, but I think, and he didn't come out and say that, but you could sort of tell that's the way he was head, head in his presentation. That people looked at him, go like, oh, he's a Muslim. Oh, he's from Afghanistan. He's from Algeria. We don't like those people, and that's why he had a tough time getting in the army. Because I remember he, he talked about it. it. Took like two years for him to officially. Now think about that for a minute. You got somebody who's a naturalized American citizen, okay? And they want to get into the army. What's the problem with that? You know, you know what I mean, evidently there's an issue. I guess there was because he talked about that. That was a good part of his presentation that he felt that he really needed to pay back. He thought this, you know, talked about how he was proud to be an American citizen, even though he was a naturalized citizen and talked about how he had such a t- I'm thinking to myself, OK, why do we make it so tough for people like somebody like him who's a do gooder? And yet these other slobs that we've got here who, you know, lived here for three or four generations who, you know, won't leave their house because they're watching TV and smoking dope all the time. You know what I mean? Are you talking about me again? No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, you know, I, I have a, I have a serious, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to live long enough to see it. I think this country's in a terrible position right now. I really do. I think we're in a terrible position. First off, we are more divided than ever. If you, yes, we are. If you go somewhere into a room and you say you voted for Trump, there are people there who will punch you, who want to throw you out, who want to set your car on fire, you know, find out where you live, set your house on fire because you voted for Trump. Okay. Then we have some people who, if if Joe Biden, you know, you know, accidentally fell asleep one morning and woke up in the middle of the night, and decided, you know, I had a bad dream. I think those Russians were attacking us, and he 
you know, fired nuclear missiles at Russia, people go like, well, he should have done that. You know, no matter what he does, people are, and to a certain extent, Trump was like that too. Some people would say, no matter what Trump does, it's right. You know, I'm going like, how divided can we be? We have a situation where we still have this crazy weird thing with this, with this crazy stupid virus. We still have people that are claiming, we'll still have, oh, what's that guy's name? Doctor, what's his name? Doctor, oh, you know what? I think he's changed his mind again. I, I, I think that he's now, yeah, yeah, remember here, I, here, I got him right now. Dr. Fauci, what do you say about masks? Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. See, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, we've got guys like him who still have our country sh- shut down. We have Sam Page in St. Louis County who's still fighting over the fact we should all wear masks. You know, and, we, we, and nobody wants to go to work. Nobody can, you know, you, every, you drive by. I've, I've drove by a place the other day. They can't get concrete truck drivers. There's a place right there in I-70, big sign, you know, where they make concrete, you know, like the North Service mm-hmm. Road. Like, you know, right there, was it between, I think it was Kenstra? between. Kenstra? No, it's between 79 and it's on the north side. I guess that would be O'Fallon right there. You know, every place you go, help wanted. I told you, I went to... Caleb Hunter is looking for... um, Electricians. People at Extreme Electrical for their boring division. We've got American Trade Schools advertising on a radio station. If you go to their school, you can get a job. You know, they will educate you on to be an HVAC tech who could go work one of the, you know, one of the companies around St. Louis. You go to work at, at Caleb's place, the Stream Electrical. You could be a welder. You can work for uh, Pez, Pezamenti, Go right. Pez. All these places who can't mm-hmm. find people who want to work. And yet we no. got people who are claiming, I don't want to work. I'm afraid. I don't want to go outside. And you got people like you who don't ever want to go to the grocery store anymore. All they want to do is just call Instacart and have them show up with your groceries. I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> what's going on with our country? You know, I mean, I don't get it. It just bothers me. And I think it's to the point where if you if you're a historian and you go back and you look at these great empires, you know, the the you know, you go back and look at at the Roman Empire and you know, one point in time, you know, like even like England, at one point in time England was the most powerful country in the world. You know, they Is had this true? Oh yeah, yeah, England they had this huge navy that was they colonized the world. You know, they originally, you know, you know, they, they had control of India. Remember they had control of Hong Kong. They they colonized these places all over the world. They were this renowned power, you know, and yet look at them now. They're a bunch of like you know, I don't want to say wimps, but it's like, okay, like England's like not doing very well. So are we headed the same way? Is everybody gotten lazy? Everybody gotten, you know, and once again, they talk about the poor people in our country. The poorest people in our country are rich people in other countries. You know what I'm saying? I mean, poor people complain about, I remember I had a guy, I have a friend of mine that, that was, did rental properties and he had a lot of Section 8 properties. You know what Section 8 is? I do. Okay, where the government essentially, you know, pays for most subsidizes of the rent. They subsidizes your rent. living locale. And he complained about the fact that, that he would go over to, like they would complain that something didn't work at the house and he'd go over to fix it and there'd be like like he'd pull up to the house and there was like a box at the trash for their new 72 inch tv screen and they were yes. in there complaining about they, they didn't have any money but yet they had a 72 inch tv screen they had a fairly new car in the driveway and he even said he says think about this they're poor in another country they'd be considered rich you know and i just i just it just bothers me i think sometimes and 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 the government's gotten to the point where like Elon Musk um, announced over the weekend that he's moving the headquarters for far. You know, he's already already building a plant in Texas. He's moving the headquarters out of California to Texas. And then yesterday, do you know what happened in California yesterday? I do not. (laughs) I heard this and I thought to myself, this can't be for real. I have to look this up. Okay. Um, Let's find it. 
where is it? California has put this law into effect that in a store, you have to have an area that has non-gender clothing and toys. So, Garanimals. You can't have, this was a, a law put into effect that went into effect yesterday that essentially... I heard that, that they're going to make uh, people have gender-neutral bathrooms. Well, no, this is not a bathroom. This is a law, Like, and, and what's interesting, it is applies to com- companies that have more than 500 employees. So, you know, read Target, Wally World, you know, companies like that, okay? So, because this guy came out and said... That And he talked about, I can't find the stupid article. I thought I saved it, but I didn't. He came out and said when he takes his daughter to um, a store, she doesn't want to feel that she has to go to the girls' area. She has a choice that she could go to a non-gender area to look at toys and clothes. And they talk about it's not, they don't want anything to be pink and blue anymore. You can't have like... The pink area where it's like the girls and the blue area where it's the boys. Um, this is a new state law in California. And if you don't, you, so in other words, they, the stores have to create a non-gender specific toy area and a non-gender specific clothing area. I'm going like, okay, what do you put in a non-gender specific clothing area? T-shirts? I mean, what would you consider to be like unisex clothing? T-shirts, shorts. Um... Even Shorts. Well, like combat boots? Yes. You know, combat boots? You know, because men and women in the military wear the same boots, different sizes of yeah, same boots. Yeah, that's true. Right? Combat um, boots, right? I mean, like... Shoes that will uh, I, but, but help them if they're in the restaurant industry. This is why nobody's... This is why people are leaving California. It's this goofy, weird stuff. And then, and then you know, you and I have talked... I've talked a lot about this lately, about, about everybody leaving, um, you know, the northern states and go, move, moving south. Last week it was announced, and I missed this last week. I just saw it over the weekend. Last week it was announced that Ford is building not one but two huge plants. Guess where? Where? Tennessee and Kentucky. Ford? Ford Motor Company. These were plants that were supposed to be built in the Detroit area, and they decided they're not going to build any new plants in the Detroit area. And it's like $11 billion. The one plant is going to make their electric vehicles, and the other plant, I think the, the plant in, in Memphis is going to make their the assembly plant for their electric trucks, and the plant in Tennessee is going to make batteries. It's a joint venture between them and a battery company. But, and, and, the, and the interesting thing is the reason they're moving this one plant to the Memphis area, it's going to be northeast of downtown Memphis. Memphis got together and, took, and got together with the county they're in. I believe that might be Shelby County, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong. They got together with the county. The city of Memphis and the county got together, and they found four square miles of property that they bought, and they're offering to, to industry to move. Now, think about it. Here in St. Louis, once upon a time, we had the Ford plant up in Hazelwood. We had the Chrysler plant down there in Fenton. We, had the, we still do have the GM plant out there in Wentzville. Okay, yep. why aren't they moving to Missouri? You know why? Why? Because we're not making it good for them. We're not, you know, pulling out the welcome mat. We're, st- we're, we're too concerned with... All this other. Well, re- we're getting a new uh, wine area. Yeah, whoop de doo. In Augusta. That's it's not a new wine area. That the Hoffman family just bought up a bunch. See, I, I know. I'm not wild. And about- do you know that all of the wineries that have bought into the Hoffman 
everything. It has on every entrance. It has Hoffman Real Estate. Well, they have they put up fences and fancy schmancy, fancy schmancy um, gates. See, I, I'm I know the people in Washington are think this is the best thing since indoor plumbing. I think it's bad because all these individual business people now all those wineries they were all locally owned. Most of the wineries, the owners was there on the property twenty four seven, lived there, you know, worked there, was out in the fields, you know, was in the wineries, you know, you know, helping the customers taste testing. Now it's all owned by some out of state couple. I think that's wrong, but what do I know? I'm some dumb guy on the radio that owns a station called Crap. So where does that put me in life? <laughs> right at the top, sir, <laughs> right, 747. Right at the bottom. I'm right down there at the bottom. No, no you're not. Right down there at the bottom. Hey, hey I'll be a realist. T-O-P. I'll be a realist. Top. My life has been a flop. My life has been a flop, you know? That is not true. It's true. It's been a flop. 747. <sighs> By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Have you heard about this deal with Southwest Airlines over the weekend? I heard a little bit about it, but expand, expound. They, they canceled 2,000 flights on Saturday and Sunday. 2,000 Yesterday, 1,000 flights alone. And here's the interesting story. The interesting uh-huh. story is the airline is claiming it's because of air traffic control problems, but yet the FAA says, uh, get this, they, they, Southwest Airlines is saying uh, it's because of weather and air traffic control problems. And in a statement, the Federal Aviation Administration, I think you used to know about them, said there have been no air traffic-related cancellations since Friday. So it's like, okay, the agency said that the airlines are experiencing delays because of aircraft and crews being out of place. You know the real story? You know what this is? What? It's a sick out by the by the, the 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 pilots and the and the flight attendants. Really? Yeah, that's the why truth. because of the COVID nineteen thing that Southwest is the latest airlines that's come out that said it's mandatorily you have to have the vaccination by such and such a date. You're right. Otherwise, you you lose your job. A, a lot of places are doing that. Well, I see. Once again. Um, I guess if I were a, you know, I guess it's all relative. If I were a pilot, and once you get to the point where you get to an airline like Southwest, I think even the first officers are making six figures or close to it. Let me look at this. I think I know the the, the pilots are making like at least I think minimum is like one hundred and thirty, hundred forty thousand dollars a year. I hope so. Um, yeah, you want those guys to be paid well. Yeah, although paid they're, well they're, and they're, love their job. Well, there's still people that say, well, within the next twenty years, the pilot, the airplane's going to be autonomous and there's not going to be anybody in the cockpit. I'm sorry. That's what I, they said twenty years ago as well. <laughs> yeah, when you and I went to school, they said that in the in, yes. the, in the 21st century, which we're in right now, that people would be flying to work in their little jet-powered cars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so far, that hasn't happened. <laughs> Southwest. All right, let me, let me find this. Southwest Airlines pilots. I read this just recently and and talked about that the lowest-paid pilots were the UPS pilots, uh, but they're going to get a big big pay raise when they negotiate uh, they, their new pay, pay scale. Let me see. Pay Southwest Airlines pilots pay. Okay, here we go. Um, wow, look at this. Southwest Airlines pilots. Uh, How much? And Southwest. Average pay, total average pay for South. It says the typical Southwest Airline pilot salary is $240,550 per year. Airline pilot salaries at Southwest Airlines can range from 
$53,754 to $578,000 per year. This estimate is based upon 46 Southwest Airline pilots, pilots or a survey provided by employees, blah, 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 blah. When factoring in bonuses and additional compensation, a airline pilot at Southwest can expect to make an average total pay of $240,000 a year. And the first officers make like, like I don't know, I think they start at like eighty. Okay, would you call in sick and stir the pot to lose a, no, a, a, a quarter million dollar a year job? I'd say if they if they right. wanted me to get a tattoo of of Herb Kelleher on my forehead, I think I go okay, fine, I'll do that. Yes, <laughs> but that's just me. Maybe I've been broke my entire life working in the radio business. But you know, what, once again, to a certain extent, I get it. You know, if your employer says you have to have, you know, a certain shot. But this is so weird. I mean, the whole thing's weird because, you know, like me, I was stupid. I was stupid to drive to Raytown, Missouri to get my, my stupid vaccine because think of all the prizes I could have You wanted gotten. to go on a road trip. No, I wanted to get the stupid shots because, you know, I, you know, I, you know quite honestly, I believe in medical science, as crazy as it may sound. I do as well. Better I, living through science. But I don't, I don't necessarily believe that it's, all of it's correct. I think there are certain things that in medicine, like, for example, I give my example of that doctor that kept saying years and years and years ago that, hey, it's not spicy food and, 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 and stress at work that gives you ulcers. It's this bacteria. And everybody went, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. And then finally, it broke through. People go, you know what? He's right. And to a certain extent, uh, uh, at a certain point, there's always that group think, you know, like, well, if, if Schnooks is open 24 hours a day, Deerberg's has to be open 24 hours a day. You know, it's like follow the leader kind of thing. If if Southwest Airlines, you know, serves peanuts on their flights, everybody has to serve peanuts on their flight until you get peanut allergies and then they can't serve, serve peanuts anymore. You know, and, and once again, it's like how many times do you see that in business? If one business does something, everybody else does it. You know, and to a certain extent, I'm like I'm like the guy that likes people that, you know, zig whenever everybody else zags. You know what I'm saying? That's why you like me, isn't it? Yeah, you're a zigzag. <laughs> I am a zigzag. It's like following you down the highway, left lane, right lane, left lane, right lane, 120 miles. Yeah, an but hour. I use my blinkers and I go the speed limit. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You don't go the speed limit. You go the speed limit. She, well, you go the minimum. I do not. I don't do even want to hear it from you. I'm not like my dad. My dad was like that. Drove me crazy. Are you a two-footed driver? No. But you know what they teach that in in high performance driving with automatic transmissions. They teach Do that. They? they teach that. That's one of the things they teach when if you're like a cop and they take you to pursuit school. They teach you two foot driving. They really do. Really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My daddy was a two foot driver. Well, my mom was. That's why she only got five thousand miles out of her set of brakes. My mom was. If she wanted to speed up, she just took her foot off the brake a little bit, and if she wanted to slow down, she took her foot off the accelerator a little bit because she was driving with both pedals down at the same time. I mean, my mom just tore up cars because of that. I mean, you know, how many transmissions do we... And you say, Mom, Mom, you, you got your foot... I mean, as a kid, I go, Mom, you got your foot in the brake. Well, that's the way you drive, two feet. And when I went to a driver's ed, I said, my mom drives with two with foot in the brake. And you know what happened? When I was what? at driver's ed, when she showed up, they arrested her. When she came to for? pick me up for driver's ed for two-foot driving. That's against the law in Missouri. Ten, it is not. Ten years in jail for two-foot driving in Missouri. Ten, that is not true. Ten years in jail. I mean, you can murder somebody and get out in three, but if they catch you two-foot driving, you're in in jail for 10 years. <laughs> okay. It's 7.59. Have a good day, Shelly. Bye. Hey, everybody. Have a great day. It's Monday. It's storming outside in St. Charles. And uh, peace and I fly.